Hello, listeners. Per my announcement last week, we are kicking off Mentor Cam March today. That's right, we're partnering with our new friends over at Mentor Cam. As a reminder, Mentor Cam gives you access to high profile advisors and experts for one on one advice. For more information, go to codestory.co slash mentorcam. That's M E N T O R C A M to learn more. Use the discount code CODE, C O D E, all one word, to get 20% off your first mentorship session. Well, today I have a special guest on the podcast, Runa Hauga, the founder and CEO of MentorCam. He's an expert on all things VC and funding your startup, which is what we're going to talk about today. He's a multi time founder of many startups. Runa, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Noah. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you. Before we jump into all things fundraising, give me a little bit of a short intro and my audience a short intro about you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of two co-founders of of MentorCamp. And what we are building is a marketplace for people to get access to high-profile experts that are typically not that easy to get access to otherwise. So we focus on, on categories like startups, tech, and, and business growth. So we see startup founders uh, coming to MentorCam to find uh, investors to get advice from, experienced founders, and other people that have domain expertise in areas related to, to what they do. So, so that's what we do with MentorCam. Well, let's jump into fundraising then. So you're the expert on all things fundraising. How do you build a fundraising strategy? And what even is a fundraising strategy? I think expert is a relative term, but we've, <laughs> we've done it. We've raised uh, a couple of rounds of, of funding and, and, and we did uh, Y Combinator now over the summer. We were able to pick the brain of, of, of the brains of, of people that, that other people that have done it very successfully before. But I think it's very important when you think about fundraising for your startup to be prepared. So a fundraising strategy means knowing what investors to target, when to target them and how to target them. For example, when, when we went out and we raised a, we did a $1.5 million pre-seed before we did Y Combinator, actually before we even applied. And uh, the way we did that was to identify about 100 different investors, uh, angel investors and VCs that we knew uh, invested in our space and started thinking about how can we get introduced to these 100 or so investors on our, our list. And, and once we had identified people that could introduce us, We started setting up meetings that way because most VCs and professional investors won't take a meeting unless you have uh, an introduction. So that's how we did our fundraising strategy. And then I can go into more specifics as well uh, in terms of how to move things forward once you have those conversations. But high level, that's, that's how we at least thought about it when we did it for the first time. So what would make you know, one investor a better fit than another? You, know, you made your list and you figured, okay, these are the ones that are going to be most applicable to what we're trying to do. How did you determine that? So I think for starters, you want to look at investors that invest at the stage that you are currently at. So, so a lot of the big name firms don't invest very often earlier than Series A. Some do, and, and, and one of our investors certainly did. Generally speaking, you, you want to try to find the investors that invest in, at the stage that you're at. So if, if it's your first time fundraising, that means pre-seed or seed. And then you want to identify investors that invest in the industry you're in, that invest in your space. 
we use Crunchbase and then got a Crunchbase Pro subscription as well to, to be able to dive into who those investors are. I think beyond that, as you talk to them, you, 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 you learn very quickly who you have good rapport with. Who do you, who do you really have a good feeling of working with? Because it's, it's going to be a, a, a long-term relationship. Startups are, are a marathon, not a sprint. And once you have an investor on your cap table, they tend to remain there until you have a liquidity event. So I think at the end of the day, you know, investors, they, they primarily provide capital. And sometimes they can be a little strategic. So beyond the capital that they provide, I would say just try to make sure that, that you have good chemistry. Yeah, that seems like it would be that would be critical. How do you generate kind of buzz when you're going out to look for investors? How do you generate that buzz, almost some some FOMO for investors that they want to invest in in your product? Well, that's a great question. So FOMO is is one of those concepts that you you, you hear a lot about when when fundraising. It's part art, part science. I think what, what is really key is to try to talk to a lot of investors uh, at once. What you really need is to convince these investors that others are interested. So before anyone has ever written you a check, that's going to be somewhat difficult. You kind of have to create some sense of urgency. And one way to do that, which may be counterintuitive, is to, at the beginning of the conversation, say that you're, you're not really fundraising. You're just looking to get to know them. And once you've spoken to a cohort of investors, let's say 10 or more, then you circle back and say, hey, I, I actually have a lot of interest now. We, we feel very comfortable that we were, we're going to raise. And we, we just want to make sure that you have the opportunity because very quickly the round will be full. And then when you get someone to write a check, then you start hitting up the next people who are who you haven't spoken to, right? And then you say, I have this check. It's filling up really fast. We're looking to close the round by a certain date, right? So it's a fine balance between creating some urgency and, and, and not creating too much pressure because investors can also see through it if they don't feel like this is genuine. And they also want to build a relationship early on. So if, you, if you're too eager, play too much hardball, then they, they, they tend to sniff that out pretty quickly. So... You know, how important is an MVP and, and a little bit of traction in the fundraising process? How, is, how important is that before you go out and talk to these VCs? I think unless you're a famous founder uh, or unless you had a startup that, that where you already had an exit, it's, it's very important to have something to show for. I think the MVP is, is key to show that you're able to build something. I think it's important to, to stop at the MVP too. Because if you just keep adding bells and whistles, it's going to be expensive and it's, it's, you're just going to postpone bringing it to market as well. So start with something very simple and try to get a little bit of traction because that also shows that you have the ability to hustle more than anything else. And chances are you're going to make changes to your go-to-market strategy. You, you, you might pivot later or, or whatever. Getting a little bit of traction shows that you as a founder have the ability to do that with very little. So I, I think it's key. And, and we did it. We, we, we built a very simple MVP. As a marketplace, we, we really only had 10 or so mentors on the platform when we went out and, and, and started racing. But it's enough to get a little bit of, of bus going, uh, get a little bit of interest on the, on the demand side, and then show that, that hockey stick graph somehow. I think for, for optics, this is very, very helpful. So you mentioned something earlier that piqued my interest. And so you, you did your seed funding beforehand, and then you got into Y Combinator. How do you create the best Y Combinator application? 
right? How do you, how do you set yourself up for success there? Cause it's not, they don't just accept anybody. No, they, they, they certainly don't. And, and, and we actually applied uh, multiple times before we got in. First of all, I, I don't think it's a one size fits all. There are a few things uh, that I think we improved on that really helped. One thing is being very, very clear on what you're building. Another thing I would say is, is you know, you got, having a little bit of traction, I think certainly helped in our case. That was something that improved with our, our application. Uh, and I think it's always important to be very, very transparent and, and honest. Even if some things don't look you know, extremely great, right? Just be very, very uh, transparent. Don't obfuscate things. Don't use vanity metrics when talking about your success. And I think it also helps getting a few recommendations from other YC founders to support your application. And, and, and YC has a, a, a formal system for this where, where founders can recommend startups to YC. So if, if you don't know any YC founders, the way to do it is, is to try to network, usually with some earlier stage founders, hit them up on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in founders helping other founders. Uh, and I know a lot of other startup founders who, who uh, feel the same way because we've, we've all been there. So I think that's something that I would encourage everyone to do. Fantastic. Aruna, thank you for being on the show today and telling us all things about funding your startup. This is great being here. Thanks for having me. Well, guys, there you have it. Runa Hauga, founder and CEO of MentorCam, an expert on all things funding your startup. If you have more questions for Runa, head on over to MentorCam by going to codestory.co slash mentorcam and connect with Runa to learn more about startup fundraising and get his expert advice on your specific situation. Stay tuned for next Wednesday for another expert interview on MentorCam March.